Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Grit and Grace. I'm really excited that you guys are listening to this podcast today because I have um, Kaki Fox with me today, and she is the CEO of Danconia's Tasteful Gifts That Matter. Now, if any of you follow me on my social media, you'll see that I've done a couple of posts about working with Danconia's, who has come on board with Corporate Cause Agency as a partner, and I absolutely love what they are doing. She is fearless. She is amazing. She is helping people, um, and the world is becoming a better place through the work that she's doing. So I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. So Kaki knows firsthand about hard work and opportunity and the value of a helping hand. Danconia's, her business, is an online food gifting company based in Boulder, Colorado. It's spearheaded by Kaki. I was going to say Mrs. Fox, but I'm going to say Kaki because Mrs. Fox is really funny. Actually, I might start calling you. No. <laughs> I might start calling you Mrs. Fox. <laughs> um, and it's powered by the Ready to Work program of Boulder Bridge House. And you guys are going to hear so much about this amazing program. It's a pathway to self-sufficiency for homeless individuals that are ready to work through a work-first model. And this program is the only one of its kind in Colorado, which is where we reside. From her early career beginnings, her paper route as a teenager, <laughs> to her current day passion project, Kaki knows what it means to work hard and to foster and receive opportunity when times are tough. Her mother grew up in, in the Kentucky projects and her father was raised in an alley in Pittsburgh. They experienced the harshness of poverty firsthand and pulled out of it because they were offered opportunity. This family legacy lives on in Khaki's efforts today. And people, you're going to love her. After she graduated from Indiana University, Khaki developed her skills as, at Kraft Foods, marketing and selling with one of the world's strongest food brands. She established her entrepreneurial and managerial skills with various premier healthcare organizations and business ventures in the Colorado region. It was always her focus to bring the values instilled in her as a child to fruition. And her company is flourishing because of the spirit and energy that she brings to the operations mission. And Kaki and her team at Danconia's, they work to create an amazing product. And just so you guys know, we're going to be talking a lot about brownies today. And I have a whole stack of them. So sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, they create an amazing product and a fantastic culture and opportunity with the Ready to Work community in Boulder in 2008 and beyond, or 2018 and beyond. I mean, we're in 10 years, we'll be able to say yeah. it's been 10 years. Her startup is experiencing rapid growth um, based not only on the delectable, easy to get product, but on true social impact. And people, you know that Corporate Cause Agency, my business and the work that I do is all about helping organizations be their best. And not only is Khaki doing that, but she's doing it while supporting a program that is truly making a difference in so many people's lives. So Khaki, thanks for coming. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It is exciting. And I know that our listeners are really going to learn a lot from you because it's kind of a different model. And, and it's one that I spend a lot of time in my sphere, like in my niche area 
um, discussing, talking and thinking about, but a lot of businesses and a lot of people don't. They don't know how they can partner with an organization that will not only benefit the organization, but really you've built a business model around that. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about Danconia's to start. Let's start there. Well, as you said, Danconia's tasteful gifts that matter. <clears throat> We've got what, a little cough going yeah. on today, so don't mind us. <laughs> what what does why do they matter? Well, they matter because they are helping people rise out of homelessness. And we've specifically partnered with Boulder Bridge House because they have a three-prong approach to ending homelessness one person at a time. And that three-prong approach is providing housing, support, and a job. So by housing in Boulder, they have a ready-to-work house because this is all part of the overarching Boulder Bridge House, mm, right. which has the ready-to-work program. And so the ready-to-work program comes um, into play when someone is rising out of homelessness, they're provided a home at the ready-to-work house, and they're provided a job either on the landscaping crew or a job at Community Table Kitchen. Mm. And that's where we come in. When we were launching over a year ago, we were looking for a commercial kitchen that would meet our strict standards of preparing truffle brownies. Each one of them is handcrafted. Each one of them starts with an in insane amount of French guitar chocolate. And mm -hmm. we hand weave in uh, signature ingredients like salted caramel, hand carved candied orange peels, mm. to homemade cookie dough, etc. And we were really struggling to find a commercial kitchen that met our needs. And I remembered as a mom, yeah. uh, one day I came back after visiting quite a few commercial kitchens and really coming up short. I was like, who can we call? We're going to need to get creative. Okay, so wait, let's let's stop there and, and go back. So you... So to con the concept itself to find a partner, which is what you're talking about in terms of finding a kitchen, you wanted to find a partner that could produce this product, some kitchen that could produce this product that you could then sell, you know, as part of this gift. It's, it's part of a gift. It's, it's gift giving. Mm -hmm. um, it's brownie, truffle brownies is gift giving. Um, but what made you, like, what made you want to do that in the first place? Like, how did you get into... I think the company had either started or you were working with a partner, mm -hmm. but what made you want to get into working in the product selling part of the world? Well, after taking a break from Kraft Foods, I yeah. stepped back and, well, first of all, I stepped forward, I should say, yes. and had two remarkable children. Gotcha. And then after they were two years old, my husband went and started his own medical practice. Oh, and right. so I stepped back in and off the bench, so to speak, and helped him start that. Right, because you have twins, right? Yes. Yeah, beautiful twins. How old are they now? They're 13. Yeah, they're beautiful. Uh, we have two daughters yeah. who are Georgie and Judy, and they're amazing. Wonderful. And throughout the journey of of going and helping my husband start his practice, which we were a successful team together. Yeah. Um, over the course of the journey, we realized uh, we'd like to stay married. Yeah. <laughs> so perhaps, you know, I needed to move on from that. And through mm -hmm. that, I realized I wanted something that was more my own mm -hmm. and not always tied to my family, although my family is the most important part of my life. Um, at the same time, 
I felt like I was doing a lot for other people in my own family all the time and not always filling up my own tank. And so by going out and starting a new company, that was something that I knew because I'd helped start Richie's practice. And then I had mm -hmm. also been in the food world for 14 years with Kraft. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how this came to be. And you know what, you're, you're not, you're not talking about something that is unique. Mm -hmm. um, you're unique, but the experience for women, when we have children and we support our spouses and we sort of put our own um, wants and needs, you know, to the side temporarily in that phase of life, it's almost like you still have that slow burn. It's still mm -hmm. in there. And at some point it comes back out for most mm -hmm. women. And so that sounds like what it was just the spark for you to go find a way to use your skills and experience to do something amazing. That's just for you. And it doesn't mean you love your family less. Exactly. Right. As women, we are, you know, we used to think, I think it's changing now, but in the past it used to be like a choice, right? Like when my kids were a little it felt like either you were stay-at-home mom or you were working mom. There wasn't that in-between. You can be a stay-at-home mom. Um, at times, you can be an entrepreneur. And those things weren't like, you know, we're talking 20 years ago. I'm, I'm, my kids were, I have my kids young. Um, I think that that's, that's changing. So your journey to find and start your own, um, your own business for yourself is amazing to hear. Thank you. And I felt a sense of obligation also and excitement mm. to show our growing daughters mm. what women can do. Mm. And that was a key point for me in the journey. And going back to the kitchen story and looking for a commercial kitchen, you know, I was going out and going through professional references one after the other, and we were really coming up short. And then I found myself back at the office one day saying, how are we going to find a kitchen? We are going to have to get creative. So so you were looking for just like business kitchens. You weren't looking to work with the social enterprise from mm -hmm. the get-go. No. You were, you were just looking who can make the product that I want to sell. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you had such a hard time finding somebody that could do that. Well, in the end, we didn't because yeah. the, the day that I – it ended up being relatively simple because – the day that I was wondering how we were going to solve this, all of a sudden in the back of my mind was the expression Sophie's mom. And mm. I remember that Sophie, Georgie, and Judy went to grade school together with um, a young girl named Sophie. Georgie and Judy went to school with Sophie. And Sophie's mom happened to be Isabel McDevitt, the CEO of Boulder Bridge House. And I knew they had a kitchen. That sounds so, like divine intervention. intervention. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I can go back and say it's probably the universe telling you, nope, you're not going to work with the business. Nope, you're not going to work with the commercial kitchen. Nope. And then eventually it's just they gave you the answer. <laughs> I, I believe that too. Yeah. I, you know, after being on this for nearly a year and a half, I feel that it was absolutely meant to be. And at that point, I contacted Isabel. Mm. She said that they were gifted a kitchen a few years ago. They were feeding over 250 actively homeless people daily from this mm. kitchen. They were also running their own social enterprise catering agency out of this kitchen. Wow. And they were looking to be a co-packer for a company. And so why don't we give it a shot? And so we did a test bake with Chef Amy and Chef John and on and all of the trainees and the rest is history. It's been an amazing journey. And I've been known for saying it was a gift from the startup gods mm. because I can't even imagine me out there trying to bake brownies and make this happen. Yeah. I'm working with such a talented team of staff 
at Community Table Kitchen and such an amazing group of trainees that want to be there. But, you know, don't discount your role in this, Kaki. You are... You took you took a business idea and found a creative solution that not only is, is supporting your business, but is impacting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women that are coming out of homelessness. And you are giving them the opportunity to participate in something that they got to be in on the ground floor. I mean, I can't even imagine. I know you talk about Chef Amy, and I look forward to meeting Chef Amy one day. So if you're listening, prepare, just be prepared. I like to test all the brownies. Um, <laughs> um, Me too. I, I think that don't discount your role. You are you're a piece of creating change because you're creating the avenue for these brownies to get out there and create revenue. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Okay, so you you worked with them. I was reading an article actually. Um, it was published. I think it was last year, and it was in some and it was a platform called Well Wallet. You can search up Khaki Fox and Well Wallet, and you'll find this really interesting article about how two months into starting her business, she like landed this this opportunity with the community table kitchen and they started producing brownies and literally like launched into the holiday season last year right yes we did and how did that go i mean what was that like i mean you were like a few months into a new business and boom you're packaging selling and shipping brownies all over the place it was amazing it was a roller coaster as you can imagine mm. a lot of learning moments at the same time it was stabilized by mm. this well-oiled machine kitchen mm. that really knew how to make things happen. And we couldn't have done it without them. Mm. And I still find that today. I mean, we troubleshoot. If we're having any challenges, we troubleshoot. And uh, between either Chef John, Chef Amy, or I, we will come up with a solution. Mm. And it has allowed our company to elevate and and grow much more quickly than we ever imagined yeah so this is a collaboration this, it's absolutely i mean you are 100 percent collaborating with a, a nonprofit organization that is making the world a better place and you've built a business model around it which i think is is a big important part of the picture you know um okay so tell us about what what were some of the first challenges you had was it you know, just around the operations of your company, like trying to ship, like how did you figure out how to package and safely ship food items that you want to be received when they're fresh? Well, a lot of that came from my partners okay. um, that had launched this company as FD Anconia in Grand Junction around 2012. And um, Andy and Janine Volkman started it and they had really ironed out all of the kinks. And then in 2015, Andy took a job in Boulder, so they shelved the idea. And so that's why, you know, it was almost serendipity how we not only had a lot of the key steps figured out from the get-go mm. with amazing recipes that are, are uniquely ours, mm. um, already prepared and ready to go. So I was very fortunate that way. It was more that we had to find a facility that could work with us. Right. And then the, the next prong is getting the message out right. and finding a way to market us properly so that people, you know, can join the movement right. and be a part of this. 
Right. So what's it like? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the actual brownies because all of you guys know that are listening, if you know me, I am a little bit of a food junkie and I love these brownies. In fact, um, Kaki, you remember when you gave me that first box of sample? I, yes. I took it to Iron Warrior Gym where I strongman train and I brought the whole box with me to share so we could all do a tasting. And there were like these you know, my, my strong teammates who are very strong individuals, you know, finishing, wiping the chalk off our hands. And we like huddled around the table and we were all like fighting over the last little bits. And, <laughs> and it was amazing because a lot of them, um, they, they have, you know, sensitive palates or specific diets and the size of the brownies were perfectly sized for us to have, you know, these little bites. And I will tell you, the product is amazing. If you, you know, if you have any doubts or questions about shipping a brownie product, you should try these brownies because once you try one, you'll realize you are giving somebody else the gift of like a thousand explosions in your mouth. <laughs> so well, tell me about the baking process. Well, first I wanted to say that I absolutely loved it when you told me the story about the gym. Yeah. And I have to say it was a first yeah. that I had seen that people would work out and eat truffle brownies afterwards. And thank you. Welcome loved to Strongman it. Training. We, we work out a lot and we eat a lot. I love it. Um, you know, we call, we call ourselves, you know, Dan Coney's truffle brownies because it's a, a nice combination between a dense piece of fudge and a cakey, fluffy brownie. Oh. And really the recipe is created with really quite an amazing amount of French guitar chocolate, and that is what is making them so divine. We just keep talking about chocolate here. I mean, I, yeah. I mean this is the best part. And then we also have our own blondie assortments that yeah. it's interesting. Some people are chocolate purist and then some people really love the blondies. That's and our funny. almond blondies can hold their own against like even our salt our chocolate salted caramel. I'll so. say actually the the almond blondies were probably my second favorite they are so good so do you have like do you keep these recipes like secret yeah of course we do <laughs> i have people asked you for the recipes yes they have oh my gosh have you ever auctioned off a recipe or something mm, oh no way goodness. i'll auction off some brownies but not <laughs> there's the, not the, it's the golden goose right yes, there yeah gotcha. exactly awesome so you know i have I'll tell you guys how I met, how Kaki and I met. We uh, we were at a, a woman's event called um, Extraordinary Women Connect. And I can't remember who actually introduced us, but somebody introduced us. And from the first, like, literally 30 seconds of finding out what Kaki did, it's like all all of my heart just swelled up because the people that she's working with, this this team of collaborators that are producing these brownies and the work they're doing is amazing. So let's talk a little bit about Bridge House. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, tell, you know, just give us sort of the summary of, because I know Community Table Kitchen is just one of the programs of Bridge House and there are others, but tell us about Bridge House itself. Well, Bridge House is a remarkable organization that looks at homelessness as a complex issue mm, right. and that it's complicated. Yeah. And therefore, um, having a three-pillar approach to this allows them to have a much higher graduation rate and a much higher success rate. Mm. So Bridge House, um, they have their ready to work program they have their resources and then they also have 
um, the housing. So as someone's rising out of homelessness, they need a stable home that they can count on that is incredibly affordable. They also need resources, whether it's addiction counseling, abuse counseling, and the like, they need, or medical attention, they need assistance to get through this tough chapter in their lives. The third part is the ready to work program, which I have a lot more exposure to as I'm in the kitchen frequently. And I, it's interesting, Taverly, because when you come into the kitchen and you see all of us standing around packaging brownies, cutting brownies, baking brownies, you know, you most likely would not know who's in the program and who is not. And over the course of time, I've done a lot of reflection and whether it's a woman that has had issues with alcohol or a man that had issue with drugs and is uh, reemerging from prison or a woman that is a domestic abuse survivor. Um, it's interesting when you look around the table the more and more I go there, everyone looks like you and me. Well, duh, that's because they are you and me. Mm. And all of us, you know, could be in this situation ourselves. Mm. I'm fortunate I'm not, you know, but my parents were. My, par my mom, as you said, grew up in the Kentucky Projects. Dad grew up in the alley in Pennsylvania, which was worse than the Projects. Dad grew up before welfare, and he knew what it was like to be hungry. And at 87 years old, my father still talks about that today. Mm -hmm. 87. It, it never leaves. Mm -hmm. And my father to this day talks about a man, the man that was the fruit peddler that gave him a job when he was eight years old in the Depression. Mr. Zinn, who as a teenager, um, my father was given a job at his pharmacy where dad was a soda jerk and over time I mean Mr. Zim was tough and over time even his heart melted towards dad because he saw dad was hungry and so every time dad reported to work Mr. Zim snuck him off and fed him a really large sandwich and my father has never forgotten that and even years later Mr. Zim came to visit us at our house um, dad would always visit him in Pittsburgh, and my dad showed his gratitude to Mr. Zinn on an ongoing basis. So, you know, my parents rose out of poverty because of opportunity and the transforming um, ability of opportunity. And I believe in 2018, we have to do the same. Yeah, I will. I am so impacted by your story, Kaki. It's um I can, you know, feel and hear in your voice how much this matters to you. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, your family has experienced it firsthand and opportunity matters. Yes, but so does hard work and the tenacity to not give up, to keep trying and to just work hard and do it with gratitude. That is, but that's you. That's where you get that from because you are just like that. And I am, you know, it's, it's my pleasure to know you and, and so see, sweet. and see what you've learned in that process. And I can only imagine that the work that you do when you're working in the community table kitchen, hearing the stories and getting to know those that are involved it must touch a, a very special place in you and you connect with them, I'm sure, in ways that a lot of people couldn't. I do. I mean, I'm in a fortunate position where 
you know, my family has been successful and my family has landed on its feet and we're doing well. Um, I also believe that with privilege comes responsibility. And, you know, I also need to show that to my children that are growing up in this day and age, um, that we all have to show a lending hand and a giving spirit. Mm, yes, I actually agree with you 100%. It doesn't matter to me where you're from or what your kids do or how you raise them. They still need to learn to appreciate what the ha they have. And the only way they can do that is to see outside of themselves. Because, you know, we raise kids in this society of what we know and where we live and where they go to school. And, and that does create a certain bubble for them. You know, I've been exposing my children to, of course, all the different nonprofits that I've worked with over the years. And, you know, we spend, I mean, as an example, this is just one example, but we spend every Christmas day volunteering. This is our, That's you know, wonderful. This, this is our family tradition. We deliver for Meals on Wheels. We take extra gifts. We do extra work on Christmas day. It's what we do. And it's been- And how does that feel? It is life-changing. It's life-changing for my kids because you know what? Then the day of Christmas became so much less about the material things that are under the tree than, oh my gosh, they hate missing. They would hate to miss it. It's such a special, special feeling for them to realize how fortunate and blessed they are, not only to have their family, but to have their health, you know, to, to have the things that they do. So I, I know I just went on a little rant there, but I so can appreciate how important it is that we show our kids um, the value of helping others. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So tell, okay. So tell me more about, um, the work you do and, and who helps you communicate with the staff directly, or do you have a contact that you work with at bridge house? Like how does that relationship actually work? Hmm. Well, from the moment I walked in the kitchen, I knew that chef John was in charge. Okay. <laughs> I knew that he ran a very fine kitchen with strict standards. Mm. I also could tell that I could eat off the floor. And he, I knew that he was a force and I wasn't to mess with him. Okay. And in a great way. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, because leadership. you're he, talking about leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. And I respect him to the nine. So as far as how it works is we've developed a system of requesting our production needs and we have a system of doing that where Amy and her team will bake in a certain time period and then one representative of Danconia's is always there as they are actually the truffle brownies are packaged. Oh, okay. So we are part of that and I think that ultimately that was the best strategy, not only for our company, but for our souls and for us to really understand ultimately the true meaning of Danconia's tasteful gifts that matter and who they are really affecting and whose lives they are impacting. It's interesting since starting this, I've learned that in a recent poll that 43% of all Denver residents either have a family member or someone they know that has been homeless. That blew my mind. 43%. Wow. In addition to that, I don't really know anyone whose family hasn't been um, affected by the whole opioid crisis. Right. And, you know, 
I, I see things every day, you know, that bring about memories of homely, homelessness and issues on the street, et cetera. And I've seen it for years and I really didn't know what to do. Yeah. And now we have something that we can do. Yeah. And Bridge House, currently the Ready to Work program houses uh, 44 people. However, you know that here in Aurora, they are about to open another ready to work house for 50 people. And this model is contagious. And this model is expanding. And I think that we're just lucky to be on the forefront of solving an issue. And then going back to the kitchen, one of the things I've always loved about Chef John and Chef Amy is that they put people on the line. I can see them doing this. They're putting people on the line where they're going to be successful and they're going to feel great about what they're doing. And they feel pride in what they do. I'll give you an example, though. Um, a few months ago, a Los Angeles company called and ordered our um, double black diamond tower. It's a tower of truffle brownies. It's amazing. And I they. Mean, what can't be amazing about a tower of brownies? See, I get the visual, yeah. and all I can think oh, about is brownies. Yeah. <laughs> and they were shipping it to the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. And the first phone call I made was to Community Table Kitchen. And I wanted the team to know guess what? Your hard work. Oh, amazing. And the pride that you put in your work is now being recognized on a grand scale. That's amazing. And just last week, we were um, not only put or accepted for the Social Enterprise Alliance gifting guide. This is a national gifting guide that really talks about um, companies coming together with social enterprises to do good things in the world. They not only put us in once, they put us in five times. Amazing. And shortly after that, we got a call from Forbes magazine talking with us about possibly our product being in their socially conscious gifting guide. I'm not sure we're going to get in or not. Either way, picked up the phone. I called the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> oh, my gosh, I told Chef Amy and she's like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. So, so see, this people is are just all of the trainees, Jose, Brian, Jackie, they're all in this and just excited about it as well. Yeah, this this is amazing. Your your hard work is definitely coming to fruition. And okay, so a couple questions: Do you ship anywhere in the United States? Yes. Okay, so um, if people want to buy your brownies, we're going to tell you guys this a couple times in case you forget or you've come on late. We are offering a fifteen percent discount to all of our grit and grace listeners. If you go to their website, which is trufflebrownies.com, you put in the word grace, you're going to get fifteen percent off. And you know the best part. Is, is that you can order these and send them out to all of your work colleagues, your friends, your family, anybody, holiday, Thanksgiving, or even order some for yourself. I mean, this is these are that good. If you need a dessert for Thanksgiving, you might have time. Um, this episode, I believe, is going to come out you know one week prior to Thanksgiving in 2018. So if you have time, you know, if you're in Colorado, no problem. But check the dates if you're outside of Colorado to see when you can get the box of brown to you and they are they are definitely sent fresh so because this is I think that this is really great not only would you be getting an amazing product to eat but you're supporting what bridge house is doing for so many individuals and I love it I love the social on entrepreneur social enterprise model and you know as you know khaki this is something that's I you know I'm really passionate about and 
you know, you touched a little bit on the issues that homelessness, the homelessness crisis is. It's way bigger. It's complicated. It is not just about getting people jobs. And, you know, I personally, myself, you know, we have addiction in my family. Um, I've been raised, you know, with addiction in a very, very difficult way. And it has impacted every single aspect of my life every year of my life. And so I, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. I, I know what it's like to have that cycle go through and it's a big picture. It's, it is chaotic. It's not a simple solution just to stop. And so I, I really, I really feel passionately about it. So I have a couple of other questions. Let's talk about you. Let's talk oh. about the khaki behind Danconia's. <laughs> so we know that you have twins and you're married. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you do to take care of yourself during these very crazy, busy growth stages as an entrepreneur. Well, sometimes I do a good job of that and sometimes I don't. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest about that. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite thing to do is to snuggle with my kids or my husband and or our two cats. Um, I also love to hike mm. and Nothing brings me more joy than when all of my nieces and nephews fly out here to Colorado mm. and for what we call Cousins Weekend. Love and it. we load up the car at the airport and head up and go skiing for a few days. And just everybody tunes everything out and just has an amazing time as a family. Mm. So those are some of the things. And I love to just get in my car and listen to amazing music really loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your release. <laughs> that's your release. That's good because you know we you've listened to my podcast before. Um, actually, after we met at that woman's event, I have to tell you that I've told a funny story about you a couple times. Oh I've, no, I've I've shared with other people <laughs> sort of the experience of having a podcast, and I love what you said to me when we met. Where did we meet? We met for lunch somewhere, and or. or I, I probably ate for sure, but we met and you said, wow, like after listening to your podcast, I feel like this is like the sixth date. <laughs> <laughs> I've shared that story far and wide because it is, that is kind of, you know, how the podcast has, you know, has, has been. And I just feel like I get to be this listener of all the amazing work of people like you. And it's, it's, it's really, truly wonderful, um, you know, pleasurable for me to learn and be able to share your story. Well, so thank you for allowing the platform to yeah. unfold naturally and to have so many interesting people tell their stories about how they manage through grit and grace every day. Yeah. Because we do. It's hard. You're right. You None of us do it very well. You know, before we started recording, Kaki and I were talking a little bit about being really intentional about how we protect the distractions in our life. And it's something that we're all working on. We all are in the same boat about that. And I, you know, I was sharing with Kaki some of the things that I've learned. And one of them is to guard my time. <laughs> like it's the greatest resource, which means I have to say no um, a lot of the time. And I have to tune out the noise of a dinging cell phone or, you know, things that are not part of my purpose for that day. And I'll share with you, Kaki, one new thing I started doing was I have a little checklist that I do every morning when I get up after I've, you know, if I meditate or just have a coffee and, you know, do some creative time or whatever my morning is that day. First thing I do before I turn on my computer or look at my phone, I have a little list to check through. The first thing is what do I need to do to make sure that my day is going to be really successful? And that is food, beverage, usually for me, food. Um, and then number two, what are the five things that I have to get done today? 
have to get done today. And I literally go through all my notes because I have a lot of notebooks and I write out the five things that I know I have to do that day. And I don't allow any more than the five urgent items. And if it's not urgent, it doesn't go on the list. And one day I had four last week. I only had four things that had to be done that day. I had lots of things to do. My list is 20 miles long, but that day, and I'm like, you know what? Then I'm just going to do four. And when I'm done with those four, maybe I'm going to read a book <laughs> or maybe I I'm love it. That's four. awesome. So I I've started that and I, I have a separate piece of paper just for that day. I write down those five things and I get to work and it really, it really keeps me from getting off of track because yeah. it sounds know, like it funnels everything down to what's really important that day. And that's yeah. what's so incredible you know, incredibly challenging today because yeah. there, there are so many distractions. Yeah. So, so what do you do? What do you do to manage the distractions? How do you handle all the things that, that come up during the day? Like what, you know, well, it's funny you should ask because my husband and I went out on date night last week and he's like, honey, I think you seem to be getting distracted by a lot of things because so much is coming at you. <laughs> so as um, a reminder, he went to the or Grand Rabbits, the yeah. toy store and uh, presented me uh, a stuffed animal of a squirrel. <laughs> so as we all know, the expression squirrel, yeah, squirrel, so squirrel. So now um, I guess I'm down to five squirrels a day is where so I'm headed, right? Yeah, that should be your goal. <laughs> so funny, but good that you have somebody loving in your life that can remind you that that's not what you want to do. We don't want to do that. We know that we're not productive. Right. But listen, as, as entrepreneurs that are trying to run a business, trying to stay on top of it, and for you, this is your busy season. You are going into Thanksgiving and Christmas, busiest time of the year. And you got two teenage daughters in the midst of this, and you have Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so balancing all those balls is one of the challenges that women face, but I think that we can do it. I think we can tilt our tiara to the side, strap it in, put Love on our it. slippers or, or, or heels, and just get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings me to a saying that a few friends of mine and I have, and we call it the Womash movement. Womash? Yes. It's <laughs> capital W, little O, capital M, little A, dollar sign, capital H. And it stands for Women Making Shit Happen. Oh my gosh. I love it. I think that's going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> well, you might want to ask your friends if we're going to take They'll your They'll be okay with friends. it. They'll I'm be all right. Amazing. So, Kaki, I'm, I'm really honestly proud to know you. I love the work oh, that you're thank doing. You. I am, you know, excited to partner with you. And for my listeners that don't know, if you are interested in learning more about um, how you can get involved with Danconia's, again, that's trufflebrownies.com or Corporate Cause Agency, we are running our first live webinar on Monday the 19th. And one of the really, you know, amazing ways that Kaki and I are collaborating are she has been featured in my newsletter that goes out to all of my contacts a couple of times. And she is offering the first 25 registrations to this webinar, a free, free box of brownies. So if you have not visited that, you should go and, and find me on Facebook or go to my website and I will happily, you know, register 
to you for the webinar and you can get a free box of brownies and attend the webinar. Woohoo! We're excited. And I do plan to bring Khaki on again. In fact, I'm thinking that we might we might do a podcast and go to the community table kitchen oh. one day and, and, and have a have a chat. So look for that. But trufflebrownies.com, you can use the word grace for 15% off. And Khaki, I have my last question for you. Which is always what I like to ask my guests because, you know, we do um, use so much of our experiences to be gritty and accomplish the things that we want to accomplish as entrepreneurs, but we, as women, also want to be graceful. And so what is your percentage of grit and grace? Well, considering as we speak, we are baking 25,000 brownies this month. My grit probably is at... 40 percent and my grace is at 60 okay and the 40 will come down to about 20 shortly as i go back into the kitchen this week and know why we're doing this yeah it just stabilizes and balances everything out every time and allows me to focus on what really matters because you're you're focusing on your purpose not not the busy work it becomes down to the purpose Ah, I like that. And did you just say 25,000 brownies this month? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. What do you expect to bake in December? Well, probably more of the same, another 25,000. And for all the listeners out there, we would love for you to join us mm-hmm. on our mission to improve the world one truffle brownie at a time. We can fill large corporate orders. We okay. can fill that really important special personal gift so if you go to danconias.com, we would be happy to take great care of you. Yeah. And I gave you trufflebrownies.com, um, but um, Kak is talking to Danconias. They also have, you can go to that same, it's the same site, and that's D-A-N-C-O-N-I-A-S.com. And if you want to find Kaki directly, you can just email her, which is K-H-A-K-I at danconias.com. And you can pretty much find them across all social media. If you just search Danconias, you're going to find them. And you know, you can always comment on my Facebook page, Grit and Grace Podcast, um, or reach me. You know, my inf- information is Taver Lee, T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E at CorporateCauseAgency.com. And listen, people, you will be so happy that you decided to try some of these truffle brownies. I highly recommend that you do. And Kaki, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, I look forward to it. I think that we're going to keep following, you know, your journey. You and I are definitely, we've become our own collaborators. And I am so excited to come to the kitchen and and meet everyone. And, you know, we will work on putting something together where they they can come on and talk about their experience and how they feel about you know, making brownies and and their lives changing through the making of brownies. So wonderful. Thank you, Khaki. And listeners, I, you know, I always finish by telling you to be fierce, my friends, and I do want you to go be fierce. But I also want you to think about the ways that you can create more impact in your community. And if you're working with companies, suppliers, or vendors that are consciously aware of, you know, what their communities need, um, this is what I do. This is something that I'm extremely passionate about. So I want you to go be fierce, but I also want you to go do something really good.